This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, heading into Wednesday's trade. What are we looking at today? We're looking at another volatile day. Uh, markets were under pressure overnight, but then we saw a nice little rebound in a lot of this stuff. Uh, corn and wheat actually closed the overnight trade in the plus. Beans still down, but off their lows, a lot of volatility. The story of the last couple of days has been what's going on in Europe, specifically England. Uh, they've got a new economic, new prime minister. They made some economic policies that the world just didn't like. It cratered the British pound. Finally, the Bank of England blinked. They came in here and tried to intervene overnight. So that's added a lot of volatility onto the macro front. And then on kind of bringing it back down to more of the grain side of this situation, Dustin Zelensky, the president of um, the Ukraine, kind of in his nightly comments made last night was that he doesn't think it's, he, excuse me, he thinks it's just a matter of time before Russia shuts down that grain corridor, which I think has given the wheat market a little bit of support today because the world is counting on that wheat coming out of Russia as well as corn to come out of Russia, or not, excuse me, out of Russia, out of Ukraine. But the Russia shutting that corridor down, that could force some demand maybe back to the United States, which is really what we need because right now we are the most expensive uh, seller of corn, beans, and wheat on the world right now. And now we're we're not without our own problems. We were talking just before we got off the uh, got on the air here was the fact that first of all, you know, we we've, we've been seeing uh, around here the weather's been great for those who are starting to harvest. So I mean, it's full steam ahead, and you know that can be a problem for the elevators and even further down the line for the crushers. Well, exactly right now. I mean, we did have, it looks like, maybe some patchy frost come in overnight, but I don't think anything really too devastating as far as I've heard. But, yes, we've got a very open week of harvest, actually two weeks of harvest. Above normal temps, below normal rainfall seems to be the forecast. Harvest is flying around, and I know that becomes almost a problem, per se, group, because what happens is if we keep going too quick, these end users specifically like to kind of get a big chunk of corn and beans freshly gathered, process it, grind it, whatever they do, and then reload back up again with their facility and get another cache of new crop freshly harvested grain. If we are essentially never have that rain downtime, they essentially run out of storage. So storage could become a problem. And then on top of it, we've got a logistics issue that's really starting to really get the trade's attention, I believe. It's this dryness issue we're fighting all summer long is now leading to some very shallow rivers, especially on the Missouri River and then in the southern part of the Mississippi River, which means they can't load the barges as heavy. They can't put as many toes on as they push it further down to the Gulf, which pretty much makes means that it's going to take more boats to get the same product down with the prices up of our products out to the world market, which is exactly what we don't want to see for right now because the U.S. dollar continues its march higher. So between the currency rallying and now essentially put a little bit of drought weather premium in because of the cost of shipping, it um you know it's going to probably be another drag on our exports, which is the one concern we have. And as you mentioned, you know, that patchy frost out there, you know, this time of year, it's not to be, you know, unexpected. You know, we kind of expect it to come at this time of year. It's not like it's the end of the world, but of course, we did have some late planting here in Iowa. I'm sure other parts of the Midwest as well. What does that shape up for for us here going forward? I mean, there's some late maturing crops out there, but, uh, you know, talking to some producers up there in the northern plains, they said, look, the reality is a frost that actually kind of speed the process down and maybe kill some of these plants that are still hanging on so they can get harvest up and running. So we haven't heard any big, like I said, we haven't heard any big damage yet. We'll see what comes out right now. But um, right now I don't think, don't look for this patchy frost that happened last night to be a game changer on the supply side of the equation. I I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact. 
Now, as we look ahead to livestock, obviously, you know, in a situation where grains have been volatile, usually livestock take advantage, but they haven't been able to with the economy, correct? Well, exactly. I mean, we've done a lot of technical damage on these hogs. Let's talk to hogs first. They've been in free fall, just ten, twelve dollars in the last five days. They've taken out these September lows, and the funds have just dumped on it. Cattle market struggling, and that a lot has to come exactly back to the consumer fear that he's not going to be able to buy it due to the higher interest rates, the slowing economy. And then the other part is plain and simple, folks. It's the export market. The reality is we produce a lot of protein in the United States with the objective of selling it to other buyers around the world. Just like the grains, when the U.S. dollar gets more expensive, you get exporters to shy or importers to shy away from our exports, and uh, all of a sudden you get a little bit of an oversupply, and the market seems to be reacting to that fear. All right, Jim. Well, if folks want to talk some market strategies out there with with AgMarket.net, what's the best way for them to get in touch? You can reach me directly at eight one five six six five zero four six one, or reach any of the Ag Market team members at eight four 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 two four six seven five eight. All right, Jim. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Just one reminder, folks, we do have the big quarterly grain stock report here on Friday morning. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jim. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. That, again, was Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Let's look at the numbers. December corn up one and a quarter at 668 and three quarters. March up one and a quarter at 674 even. November beans down three and a half at 1404 and a half. January down three and a quarter at 1410 and a half. Soy meal up a buck twenty at four fourteen seventy. Soy oil down a dollar forty nine at six ninety. We see that Chicago wheat is up eighteen and a quarter at eight eighty nine and three quarters. Minneapolis up fifteen and a quarter at nine fifty eight and a half. Kansas wheat up nineteen and a half at nine sixty two and three quarters. Oats for March up two and three quarters at three seventy seven. December live cattle up seventeen cents at one forty seven oh seven. Feeders for September are sixty five cents lower at one seventy five oh five. Lean hogs up 65 cents at 89.35. Cutouts up a nickel at 98.92. September class three milk up a penny at 19.89. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net for joining us here on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. <laughs>